Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
the buck stops at the president's office. And that is oh, where yeah. I think we are going to, to concentrate there. Uh, him always um, issuing some weak statements uh, is, is not going to help us. He has power to fire people, uh, so he can mm -hmm. show as an example. Uh, if you do this, this is not acceptable. I'm firing people. But you come with a, a weak, weak, as in weak, as with no backbone, as in no spine statement, which does not mean anything, contrary to his actions, actually. So... Uh, we, 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 we are going to campaign on, on this, and this is what I'm telling people in the U, UPND. Stand on this tribalism platform. Stay on it. Stay on this. Don't run away. Stay on this no. tribalism thing. Stay on this tribalism thing. Okay, so like mm -hmm. I said, uh, on top of uh, the hour, um, we'll be talking to Serena Kainja. Serena Kainja is in Blantyre, Malawi. So we're going to hear what is uh, happening in, uh, in, 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 in that country. Uh, how did they, Nathan, uh, manage to pull this one off, uh, the, the, the judges? I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to find out the, the soldiers. How did the soldiers uh, side with the people against their government when uh, in, in Africa, a lot of these countries, the party is the owner of the, the soldier, is the owner of the police? How did this happen? Uh, so we're going to hear uh, from um, uh, Selena. I spoke to her earlier on, and so she'll be, she'll, she'll, she'll be ready. Uh, but for now, let's see, visiting our... Um, Brother Noah, good morning. Good morning, Roger. Morning, everyone. Fill us in, uh, uh, Noah, just a little bit. Uh, uh, what is uh, happening on your on your show? Like last week, uh, what did you uh, talk about? All right, thank you, thank you, Roger. Yeah, so the Association Network of the United States, the ZANUS, we started a show, and last week was our first oh, segment. Oh, okay. Yeah, so last week was our first segment. In, it was just an introductory show. We were introducing the news to our community and our platform because most people had questions. What is the news? What do you guys stand for? How is it different from OZA? And things like that. So those are some of the questions that we tackled in our first segment. We were just... Uh, giving a little bit background about ourselves, what we do in our professional lives, and what is our role in our respective associations. Because like mm -hmm. uh, most people may not know that <clears throat> ZANUS consists of all the leadership, uh, most of the places in the United States where there is an association. So it's a membership or think tank group for the leadership. Membership is not open to uh, individuals uh, as opposed to, for instance, OZA, where individuals may be able to subscribe. But for our platform, it's a think tank where we discuss as leaders how, how do we better ourselves in terms of responding to issues and challenges that are affecting our communities. For instance, the issue that is happening in China now, Zambians are sort of caught up in there. So we are trying mm -hmm. to collaborate with other leaders across the country and just yesterday somebody reached out to me that there is an initiative which has been put out by the foreign affairs in Zambia <clears throat> I mean the Minister of Foreign Affairs 
that they are reaching out to all the leadership, and this is going to be big, all the leadership across the, I think, the world. We have uh, Zambians in Botswana, South Africa, so people in Belgium, in Europe. I mean, so they are forming a WhatsApp group or sort of a platform where we'll be able to network. But our 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 discussion last week was mostly just giving the introduction to what okay. we do and what we stand for. And our next okay. segment, which is uh, tomorrow, Sunday, will be focusing on HIV and AIDS and explaining what that means in terms of accessing medication in the United States. Again, our forum is focused mostly finding solutions to challenges that are faced by Zambians living in the corners of the United States. Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, well said. Interesting you, you, you mentioned uh, the, the coronavirus. Uh, this has been uh, declared as a, a, a world emergency, meaning every country should be involved, prepared. Uh, but then when we see what is happening in Africa, we have got uh, this man at the airport scanning people's uh, uh, temperature. The, the, the person who is doing that doesn't even have any protective um, uh, gear on him or just covering his, his mouth. So suppose someone is coming with a, with a virus. Right there at the airport, there is a problem. In other words, how prepared are we as, a, as, a, as Africans? But you, you, you know, who, who cares? So good, good job, uh, good job there. But I'm about to say, where are we in uh, Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is a little bit sunny and uh, it's uh, about uh, 37 degrees. And uh, thank you for checking up on me, Roger. And uh, I'm just going to disagree with you a little bit about uh, what you said about the President uh, uh, Lungu, that the buck stops with him, you know. And uh, how are we going to help them to change the narrative is for us to point out that, you know, for sure, I mean, some to a certain extent it, spo- it stops there. But he has to go back constitutional, he has to go back what makes him to, you know, he can't just be sitting in a White House and say anything, you know, or say something about uh, the rights of the people of the country. No, he has to go back and sit with his advisor and they, go, they have to go to the library and say, oh, man, this is the rights of the chiefs. This is what they are doing. He shouldn't just be sitting, unless he's aware, he knows what he's talking about, he shouldn't just come from nowhere and say this is it, and we will take it with, uh, with uh, whatever he says. But we'll give him the, the, the respect, and we'll give him uh, the military will protect him, the bodyguards, the plan will be provided for him. But when he says something, it has to go back to the government. It's, you know what, what I'm saying? The government has to be, because the government cannot kill. The government has to be there for the, oh, it can take someone's life. Uh, but the government sits on itself, and it's very powerful. It's not just, uh, you know, the, the president works for the government. It's, you know, so uh, that's only disagreement uh, with you when you said uh, about this capitalism. You know, you can't just say, uh, uh think about tribalism without going back to the government, you know. It, we need to go back to the government and challenge him. And if he does something wrong, the government should tell it, should come and tell him that, hey, you know, you can't do this. You, see, you know, we should go back to the government and impeach him, you know. Thank you, uh, Roger. Okay. Uh, we, we, yeah. we, 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 well said. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 well said. 
Yeah. So yeah. again, this is Noah. I just wanted to just uh, add on what what you said we say and to sort of circle back to my earlier point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. So our platform as Zanus Leadership, uh, we are looking at the challenges that are happening, and at the same time trying to find solutions and answers. For instance, when you look at what is happening in Zambia, of course, us as a group, we may come up with what are what are the recommendations that we need to see and we need to channel to the leadership back in Zambia. Because the situation that is happening on the Copper Belt, of course, those, I mean, whether they are ritual killings or whatever killings mm. they are happening, that is just unfortunate. And when you look at the, just in, in the earlier segment by Vanessan, the the I mean the 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 division in terms of tribes and all that stuff. So what are we doing as leaders to address that? So for instance, in this in this case, we look at uh, what role can the clergy play to address some of these uh, issues that are happening, especially on the copper belt and these killings. And the other side to it is. What role does the government play? So in this case, you are looking at education. So a lot of this uh, nonsense that is happening in Zambia is due to lack of education because you have these youth who are supposed to be in the, I mean, in the forefront of channeling their frustration in constructively. But you uh, you find them. I think there is a video that uh, was sent out. I actually felt sorry for the some of the young kids who. Uh, part of this perpetuating these killings. When you look at them, they look like they're just teenagers and somebody was asking them, so how much are you getting paid? And somebody said something like maybe 1,500 kwacha and the other one says if you do two houses or I don't know whether those are sort of like sucking the blood, but the money that they were being paid something like 1,500 to 2,500 kwacha. And when you look at the people doing that, those are just teenagers for the most part. So it speaks to what is the Ministry of Education doing because you have people who are unemployed. That amounts to poverty because the level to which people are willing to go to go and kill, or, I mean, do all these um, unfortunate things that they are doing. So the government has to step in to address some of these things. And then also the other point is uh, the unfortunate remarks which have been said by, I think, the minister. You look at what role does culture, because of course Zambia consists of all these tribes. So as a think tank for the leadership, these are some of the areas in which we can try to engage uh, people on the ground by making recommendations, trying to talk to the Minister of Education and trying to say, hey, you guys, we've identified some of these areas and then this is how we think maybe we can approach. And then one last point, when you look at in the United States, they always talk about uh, Western civilization. I remember back when I was taking that class, I was wondering, why do I have to learn about Western civilization? When I think back now, I'm like, oh, it makes sense because the U.S. always puts uh, patriotism as the number one priority for the Americans. And of course, you can argue that, of course, the African history is not being taught in school. But at the end of the day, the United States makes every effort to ensure that at least people uh, can travel across the, I mean, the 52, I mean, states of the United States. But in Zambia, the issue of 
uh, tribalism, it's something that we should not only just wait for the government and complain about it to the government. We have to look at what can we do and wh- how can we, I mean, who can we approach? So those are some of the things that I think we are looking at and trying to make recommendations because it will mean changing the culture, working with the clergy and working with the Ministry of Education. And then you need a leader who is going to speak up when things are happening and not just be part of, I mean, just being silent because that's sort of like your part and parcel of the child, of the problem. So I just wanted just to throw in that. Thank you. Okay. So Nathan here is uh, Noah uh, presenting this uh, ritual killing, and I've written it down, you know. Mm-hmm. So ritual killings, uh, the, resu- the result is uh, high, high unemployment uh, because of we have high unemployment for the youth, which is caused by the corruption. So each time we hear this ritual killing, we should go to corruption in, in, in my view. This is what you get. You've gotten, you've stolen all, all the money. Guess what? You cannot provide employment. You cannot put that money into productive machines for the youth to have something to do. Now they are falling for 1,500 to go and kill. This is what is the result, Nathan. You see that? Yeah, that's what happens when somebody doesn't have. Uh, remember the expression? One dollar is a lot of money when you don't have anything. Yes. You see, these kids, yeah, these kids, <laughs> these kids, my brother, they are, what's the word? They, they are looking for means. They yes. are looking, a person who's desperate, a person who's desperate, a person who's hungry, you see, that's why we say, when you say it in English, it doesn't come out of, Munturin and Salah would do anything to survive. Yes. That's the point. Unlike yes. to, to refer to what's uh, Noah's point, the component of education. Now, when we're talking about education, we're not talking about going into a classroom and whatever. We're just talking about an enlightened community. You see, our politicians or whoever, drug barons, the ritualists, whatever you want to categorize them, they prey on the ignorance, desperation, exactly. the poverty levels exactly. of our citizens. That's mm. what it is. Mm. That's why even in Kanduluo can mm. go to Chirubi Island and say that she's got a heap of, uh, what do you call it, a massacre, a hunger, and the people are seeing them. Mm. They first they make you mm. listen to their rotten speech, and then they give mm. you a bag of midi meal. That's the way they are playing it. Yeah. You see, if we our leadership, let's go for prayers. That's what they are going to call people to do. Instead of, just stop corruption, employ that money so that people have something to do. Because, like Nathan is saying here, Karonde. What is 1,500? <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, the the killings that have taken place in Zambia, I haven't uh, maybe I've been so engrossed in what I'm doing 
I haven't followed very much. I've followed very much on the tribalism sentiments that are taking place in the country. Um, something to do with killing, actually, um, doesn't really uh, resonate with my my thinking because the reasons put across, there is no reason at all. So I don't even know how I can even discuss it because there's no reason to kill anybody on earth. Well, there's no reason. Anything they will try to hold on to anything to survive. <laughs> no, but but what I wanted to you say know? is, even if ten million kwacha, even ten million dollars, yes, do you have to take somebody's life? Whether yes. it's just one thousand five hundred, ten million dollars do you have to take somebody's life i don't think so i don't think so now let me go to the tribal part that has been mentioned in our discussions you see what is so funny about how you put a certain group in a box this is how the pf have managed to manipulate the narrative about tribalism, and the, they've taken, you mentioned it in the last segment, they've used the members to be pointing fingers at the Tongas. But I've never heard a Tonga point fingers at members to say members are tribalists. Maybe I haven't been paying attention. Bam Sokotuanesi is here. Maybe you will tell me that. No, but Londa, you are a tribal. But to be honest with you, it is something that is directional. And it is one direction. The sad part was, let, uh, let me just right. uh, add uh. one thing. Wankanduluo yeah, was saying that, but Nathan has just mentioned, while giving people to Saka to Avunga. Do you know who started giving Ubungam Zambia when he saw that there was poverty? It was HH. And you started defending him, telling him, no, there is, you cannot give Ubunga Kuchazanga. You cannot give, go and give to the Tonga cows. They told him, go and give to the Tonga cows in the, in the southern province. Have you ever seen a Tonga cow in your life? That eats millimil? Yeah. Yeah. That good, was good, an good insult question. to the Tonga people. Mm-hmm. That is a total big insult to the Tonga people, I'm telling you. Yeah. It breaks my heart to hear to a the human Zambia, To the Zambian people, Bakalonde. To the Zambian people. I'm telling you, that was an insult. If a Tonga person said something like that to a Bemba, or just the stuff that they were saying in Chiluvi. If it was a Tonga person saying that in Monze or Mazabuka, do you know what would happen to that person? We should start thinking seriously. Why are we being so insensitive to others 
and watch these people do what they are doing to our brothers and sisters from southern province. One of the questions Nathan was asking in the last is probably what should we do? Uh, if we, we we go with a, 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 I don't know if it is a microscope or, or, or whatever, uh, not all members are involved into this uh, tribal talk, but all the people who are involved into this are members. That's just a fact. So the members, uh, that, uh, that, to me, I'm even calling to people, it's a Bemba, uh, Bemba uh, tribalism against the Tongas. Again, I repeat, exactly. not all members exactly. are involved into this uh, tribal talk. Not all members are involved. But all the people who are involved are members. Sadly. 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 Yeah. And they are being used. Meaning, our folk friends from the Bemba uh, 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 place should rise up to their leadership. Why are you allowing, allowing you to, to be used against our friends in southern province? We, the people, ourselves, who ran from these areas, you are not going to represent my name to look down on my friend in southern province. You are not going to do that. So the rules of this world, we should demand a person like that one resigns. Because they are representing you and I. If you come from northern province, guess what? They are representing you. You are the, the, the leader. You say, no, you are not going to represent me. I'm not going to stand here and you insult another t- a tribe and say you are my leader. Brother Chad, there. Good morning. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, Roger. Um, yes, yes, yes. I think on the, uh, uh, on the tribal issue, we are right. But the only thing is that we should be careful not to categorize the whole people group. Because how many member people are there and how many people have said that? I, I've just so, said that. You didn't I, hear me, what, what I said. Yeah, I just I'm re-emphasizing. No, I'm re-emphasizing yeah. what you're saying. Because it's important. Mm-hmm. The same way here, if uh, a, a democratic uh, person uh, a racist, they penalize that particular individual. And that individual resigns or whatever happens to him. You know, that's the same stance we should take. Because we have never heard
But if you say you can do you, you can do the individual. She can even be made an example of. We can say what happened to Ganduluo is what will happen to all tribalism. But if you group them, it will be like the, 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 the ambulance situation. You pay two million. Yeah, we, 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 we are not grouping them. Uh, all I'm saying is not all members are tribal. That's just no, a fact. I understand but you. All of them, those who you. are perpetuating tribal sentiments, are members. That's just a fact. Again. I understand you. Rob, yeah. Roger, I understand you. What I'm saying is that we are looking for consequences. Because in Zambia, what happens is that when somebody does something wrong, we just shout in the air and nobody pays any consequences. So in this case, we are looking for consequences. So if we emphasize the grouping more than the individual, there will be no consequences. Okay. You go, you walk, uh, and, and I agree with you, Rachel. I agree. In the end, for bringing it the way I'm bringing it, I want to force my friends in the Bemberland to stand against their people. You do not yeah. pre represent me in your sentiments. Yeah. They won 2016 election, uh, it was all about tribal. So people actually went and voted based on that. Groups went and voted based on that. So it affected yes. the entire group. It affected the entire group. So we need to push our own friends. Luo, if yeah. you speak, you are not speaking for me. Absolutely. That's why I'm saying we need to have humanity consequences for that in those individuals who use those words. Because even even here in America, where they all speak English, we, 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 we are not going to let them have it easy, Nathan, this time around. We are not going to let them have it easy. Not in Zambia. No, we are not. Like, uh, Nathan was because saying... When I grew up in Kitwe, in uh, Mindoro there, to, to the left, the people, our neighbor, were at, were at Umbuka. I, actually, they were from Malawi. By that time, I never knew Malawi was not part of Zambia. To the south of our house, they were from Tanzania. To the, this side, there were other six. So we cannot allow that. That, that that's the valuable thing we call one Zambia, one nation, nothing to be to, to be stolen away from us. We should not allow, no. gentlemen. No, we can't. We, we, we shouldn't. And you see, to that point, Roger, you are making about uh, most of the people, if not all, involved in this thing, are members. You see, it's very critical, right? We know here in the United States. When there's a racial issue, a racial incident, okay, it's important that people who belong to that particular, let us say the Caucasian or white, exactly, they stand exactly up. my point. You see, uh, we have the white. It's important for a white pastor to say racism is Satan is Satanism. It's very important for, for a white politician to make that statement for anybody whichever group is perpetuating evil sentiment to stand up and make a statement. So it's very important. Well, I appreciate Boma Lusambo, uh, Sampa saying they do not. I give them credit, but we want to hear from the big dog. We want to hear from the big dog. Yeah. Like, again, like we said, the, the big dog should, do, should stop himself uh, doing what he's doing. Uh, firing members of different uh, uh, tribal links. Th those are the wink-winks, 
giving a credence to what others, uh, others are doing. As I'm the block talk radio here, on top of the hour, will be in Malawi. We are very mad, Mr. President, if you uh, don't know. We are very, very mad. Um, and we will not let you go. Allow you to win election this time on uh, to, to, to reward you uh, with, with uh, this tribal talk. This has to stop. Oh, you leave state out. Somebody else uh, go, 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 go on there. Uh, those who listen uh, from the office of the president, please forward that message. We, we, we are not playing this time around. Um, let's talk about something else. We'll probably come here, Wakalonde uh, and I and uh, some other people are planning a, a Facebook event uh, tomorrow, maybe after the show or somewhere there, uh, so we can do uh, a live show just condemning this issue. Uh, we, we, we'll put it right and center of chat, right to so, the people. So, and we'll, we'll push, yeah, brother, who is this? Uh, brother Noel wants to say something. Sorry, it's me, mm. it's me, it's me, sorry. So, sorry to interrupt. I know you are, you are, you are about to... No, go ahead. This issue is meant about uh, interruption, Um, I haven't really mentioned anything about this tribal talk, uh, either on social media or to myself or to anyone, uh, this, this past incident, because I've just been, I've just been watching. Because of um, how emotional I, 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 I am about this about this topic, especially this, this time around. But what I want to say is that I really, really appreciate the people who are not stronger and speaking about it, because that shows me that there are people who are not taking this as others would. Now, this is, to me, this means a lot. To hear Bacalonzi talk about this, Bachari talk about this, you talk about this, Nathan talk about this, because it shows me the concern of not only the friendships that we have made on this radio, but the friendships and the care you have for our, our country. The negative part about this is I'm looking at those other friends who are member or, 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 or from Eastern Province or from Wapua Province who have not said anything about this issue. So I sit back and say, where has uh, our friendship been? Where has your voice been? Because everyone should be talking about this. Everyone should be condemning this. If you are not, I mean, I know this, this might not be right for me to think this way, but I, have, but I am thinking about it. Saying from, 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 the, from the Tonga side of uh, perspective, if you are my friend and you are from the Eastern province and you haven't said anything, if you are Bemba and you are my friend and you haven't said anything about it so far, what am I to think? And I'm, I know you guys are not thinking about it that way because you're not Tonga, which I understand. And I know I probably shouldn't have been thinking about it that way, but I am. So I'm saying this to say thank you for your voice. Well, but, 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 but exactly the point uh, Brother Noah is, is making. 
this is what I've always thought about when I think about uh, Hitler. Hitler killing six million people. Did he kill them uh, by himself? No. You know, he used the entire uh, ethnic group to do that. He used the, the whole yeah, group. I, he sold the idea to the whole group. So this I, I whole Tonga thing sentiment is not yeah. just sold to uh, or responsible for Nkanduru or him. No, he's selling to the entire people. We, but, the, the Kaondes, you never hear, oh, can a Tonga come here? Oh, can you hear, even listeners, can you hear them? Oh, can a Tonga come here, be a chief? No. These sentiments no. are said in Kasama. These sentiments are said in Ruwingu. Because they but, have but Roger, people who listen to them. Roger. I think and this is why we, who come from there, we, who come from, from these uh, regions, you should stand up and say, no, Twakana, if you are speaking you are speaking for this, you speak for, for your own. It is time we, we, we stood up as a nation and said no. But No, no, but no. Roger, Roger, I think you're missing my point. My point is that I'm looking for consequences. And we can go down the issues in our Zambian politics. Every time something has happened, it's it Shishimafia So I'm saying... Yes, we are, we, I'm not saying we don't talk about uh, the issue of tribalism as people shouldn't be tribalism, but you also take the person, the person that committed a, a racist act or a whatever act, and penalize him personally, and let's make sure that it doesn't die in Muchintu Wingi. Because if it dies in Muchintu Wingi, another person will be bold enough. So I'm not saying don't stop talking, saying what you're saying. I am saying let us also with that. really, really target the individual that's perpetuating this. Because we know that even Dalama Twaranda for two weeks, and he goes on living but his life. Actually, mm. just to amplify on what you are saying, that's why yeah. in the last segment I mentioned that the back stops at the present because he is the appointing yes. authority of that yeah. particular mm. person. And at the same time, he is the president of the party. And you know how the parties in Zambia are run. They are run yeah. by presidents, and they have all mm-hmm. the authority to do everything. Yeah. It's unfortunate that our president himself looks at it as a benefit. You know so, what? So makes for me, example, what it, yeah, uh, for example, what what could what we could do is the president has said nothing. How about every single Tonga, Denver, Kaonde, Rubaya person goes and sits outside in Kanduruo's office and says we shall not enter this office? Until Mr. President can do something. Something that is going to really, really um, bring uh, real action. Because if the president, if we are waiting with the president and life goes on, the only thing he knows that they are waiting, we are still waiting for an explanation for the ambulances. So the methods that we have used so far have not worked. What else can we do to really, really stamp this thing down? If we are to collect signed petitions, can we sign them and send them? Something dramatic that's really going to say, ah, people are not playing anymore. Because otherwise, the talking, we do talk about everything. Do we seriously? By such things. That's what I'm saying. We, we talk about them. We talk about issues like every um, community. Action will probably not come when we, we just say, no, people will talk. And we are going to see our friends. How they did it in, in Malawi. Malawi has been there for a long time. This time around, they said, uh-uh, we are going in the street when enough was enough. 
So this is what I always remember. It is a building block when we talk. When we talk. It is a building block all the time. Building, building, building block. A lot of us have come to this realization. Mr. Rungu does not belong, do belong to State House. Mr. Rungu is a, is a bad leader. Not because of one day. Because of what you guys submit every, every day here. And, yeah. and, and these, are matching, these are matching orders we get every day when you, you are pushing us. These are matching orders we are getting. And okay, especially we who are in the diaspora. This is the best we can do. Uh, if there is uh, somewhere, I don't know, you need to send uh, some money to help or a cause, please do. But giving ourselves a, a, a voice out there, this is the best yeah. we can do. It's out of the talk. It's out of the talk. The people I, I, must. Yeah, and you I know think the, my sentiment goes yeah. beyond the diaspora, Roger, because even in Zambia, even the people in Zambia, because I know they listen, that's what I'm saying, you know, even those that are on the ground in Zambia, they come on, they actually have no, no real consequences. That's a Zambian thing I, that I, 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 I wouldn't, uh, and I agree with you, I know what, what you mean, but this is why that I were earlier on talking on the on the phone with Adi. If you, if you, if if you, if you want you, you you want to know, maybe people are, are waiting for the election to to come. And according to me, to me, Mr. Lungu winning next election, whether he wins or not, he does not belong in the state house. And we should do everything to remove him from there, whether he likes it or not. Let me give you an example.
you know. I could be I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I said you know, on radio here, no, uh, not all members are tribal, but all of them who are talking about tribal sentiments are members. All of them. All of them. So it means and, our friends and, and they always get away with it. it. They yes. always get away with it. They've always gotten away with it. They are yes. not going to be getting away with it now. They yes. will not get away with it. So because one thing that I you hear uh, in the tribal talk, or the, the only language or tribe which is mentioned is Tonga. This time around, we are going to include Bemba in that discussion. In that discussion, we will include Bemba. They are the only ones who are calling on, on, on their friends. So we want them, uh, their own people who come from there. Guys, call your leaders. You, you don't speak for me. Look at them. All of them will talk. Look at them. All of them will talk. You know, same time I talked to this Muslim guy, I said, not all Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslims. Oh, no, 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 that's a fact. You know, Roger, you're pointing out that uh, uh, next time, I mean, uh, uh, a PF uh, should be out of power. They have to be, they have to take a break because, you know, all the things we're talking about, uh, tribalism and stuff like that, They've been giving five years, and nothing. They've done nothing about it. And for them, I mean, I blame them for the for the uh, for us today discussing about uh, terrorism. It's because of our leadership on on their side. But if we let the PF rule again, then it's going to be very difficult for them to govern. It's going to be difficult to govern. I don't know which country is going to invite them to the table. To discuss because I mean this is this is a public information. This is public. You can go on the internet. I mean, even for 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 Daniel seeing uh, uh, the ambassador Daniel for to to get away Zambia, we think we have buried under the carpet. You know, that's what they think. They think it's it, it, it's gone. What they did to Vice Scott, you know, when they came in power, they think that thing has been gone. You know, it, they, they they don't know that. You know. Uh, one day that thing is going to come up. It's not going to be Guy Scott in, 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 who's going to bring it up. It's the way they did the process, you know. So for us, we have to just remind the PF we've been given five years. Even the, the, we are going to go to the elections. There's no change in the way they do the, the leadership. I mean, anybody who's going to invite PF to the table no matter if it's going to be United Nations, if it's going to be African Union, if it's going to be the British people, man, I'll say you guys don't like Africans because all the information is out there. So this time the PF, they have to take a break, give it to somebody else. Because we, won't be, we shouldn't be talking about uh, tribalism. Today, no, 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 no. Talking about no, 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 no. No. No, no, no. And, and that's a big uh, point right, like, so you make. Uh, when we talk about uh, we're talking about spending time talking about uh, tribalism, guess what? That is a bridge which is not being built in Impolokos. It is not being done. When we talk about tribalism, that is medicines which are missing in the hospital in Chipata. When we are talking about this, that's why we call it the lowest common denominator. It leaves out all these nice huge problems to talk about something which is so immaterial, something which does not bring a bridge to, to Chiruvi, something which does not bring a bridge to, to Kasama. This is why we should say no to it. 
Now, now this is this is this this is what everybody should should think about or just marinate about. It. So we have politicians who have gone to Tuluwe Island and talked about the Tonga people. Okay. Now, in a few days, the president of Zambia, who hasn't said anything about this incident, is going to the same place to campaign. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, making it well, 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 making. Making it can difficult. I, can I stop you there? The sad yes. part, the saddest part that has happened today, is that uh, our brother H H uh, travelled to Chiluvi Island yesterday. Today it was supposed to be his first day. Then tomorrow and Monday they agreed upon for him to campaign to be there for three days. Last night. The, P, the UPND received a letter from the, uh, the police chief for Northern Province asking HH to leave by midday today because Lungu is going to be in Tuluvi Island. I was asking Roger when we were in the, on the phone, I said, how stupid can a country be that the president is going to Tuluvi, the other one must leave to not be there. But these two guys live in Lusaka. How come they never chase Lu, uh, HH from Lusaka when Lungu comes out from, from his tours? That HH has to leave Lusaka. <laughs> Lungu is here. That's a good one, Vakalonde. That's a good yeah. one. You, you know what? Do you remember when he, when Trump went to, to, to campaign in El Paso? Somewhere in Texas. What's the name of that guy, Roger? I forgot his presidential candidate from. Oh, Beto. Beto. Beto was having a, a, another campaign rally across the street. They didn't tell him to leave and say the president is here. Guys, Stone Age. So can you believe, can you believe he's going to campaign only for 12 hours? I mean, six hours. He has to leave. Eight o'clock, maybe it starts at seven o'clock. At twelve o'clock, midday, they want him to leave. Is that how you run a country? Uh, the, the answer is yes. That's how you run the country because that's what you were did. That's what was happening in MMG. That's what was happening in Kaunda. That's why I'm, I keep talking about consequences for perpetrators of crime because we see the same pattern. All of them. They campaign against it, they get in office, they do the same thing. So, you see, that, that's why I love the South African politics, because the small party has the capacity to get a president to practically be forced to resign. They did not wait for elections. We must also get to that point where people know that I can be fired even before we get to elections, and I can face prison time. But if it's just no, we, we will decampaign you, you lose the election, everybody has to see areas. And I'm not saying we stop the campaigning them. I'm not saying we go to the election and vote for them. We do everything to campaign against them. But we must begin to figure out ways of instituting consequences with real punishment for crime. Because we don't want this thing to be perpetuating. Because the pattern is there. So we, we've got to break uh, the pattern. So, sorry, sorry, I might be stealing the show. This is my last comment. <laughs> then I disappear. Uh, you know, Roger and everybody else on this radio, sometimes you can look at yourselves like how much impact are we having. I do remember one thing that had happened on this radio. 
Namunji was here. I think it was Namunji when we brought uh, Kambuiri. And if it's on this radio that Kambuiri changed and turned from his own comments about Tongas. And uh, from that day, Kambuiri was embraced back in, with two hands by our friends from Southern Province. So we can have an impact on this exactly. radio by what we say and what we do. Exactly. We must exactly. definitely. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, but uh, you, you can add on to that. Because uh, that sentiment, uh, when we ask Lakambwiri uh, about his Tonga uh, talk, it resulted in action, him traveling to southern province to go and apologize. It came on Zambia Block Talk Radio. It was on Zambia Block Talk Radio, Nathan, if you, if you remember, we were talking about rural districts not having banks. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take long for, World, for yep. Bank of Zambia to announce that they were going to be opening banks in, uh, in, in, in all areas of, of rural areas. Zambia Block Talk Radio. Yeah. So, Masari, this is big. When we talk here, no, let's no, not that's that's even minimize it. Let's not minimize it. I am not against, I'm not saying stop doing what we are doing. We've got to get that yes. clear. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that we've got to break the pattern. Because you know, Kanye, I'm not talking about President Valesa. Lungu is not the first one. It has happened with every president. So how do we break that pattern? You are quite a politician, why you want to fear? Values are my elections, they get to keep the money. It's not the first time. How do we break that? I'm saying what we have been doing is good. How do we kick it up a notch? Because okay. we, unless people have suffer real consequences, we will keep talking about the same issue, different individuals. So we've got to break that totally. I'm, so I'm not saying stop what we are doing. What we are doing is important, and it has an effect. But how do we kick it to the next level? The South African president, before elections, because of the influence of a small group of people, and he had committed real crimes, we can argue that the PF has committed more crimes, and they are still there. And if they lose elections, they get to keep all the money, and with zero consequences. Okay, so we'll be we'll be crossing over to uh, to, to to Malawi uh, very very soon. Uh, she has uh, uh, confirmed, which is uh, nice. Um, trending on Facebook, should Kalusha Bwaja uh, be the next vice female female um, uh, on uh, on Faz? I say no. This man, let somebody else, with all that corruption you brought to first. Ah, go, go. I don't know what others uh, think. Um, Rakamanda has already talked about this police council HH campaign event, which a lot of us say very, very shameful. It is showing how weak you are, Mr. Mr. President. Uh, what is the. Oh, he, sometimes when you come late, where is my boy complaining? I can't, I can't find him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, good morning. Good morning, Robin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I apologize. So, yeah, maybe you, you, you let, maybe let, let sometimes, you know. <laughs> I know, I yeah. know. I've been, uh, I've yeah. been doing uh, one or two things. 
but, but here's the point I want to make, and, and I concur with, uh, with uh, Alan. You see, these things are about uh, people creating a system. Uh, we didn't just get uh, to this point. There are things that have been happening. There's somebody whose uh, background is uh, kind of noisy. Uh, these things have been happening slowly. They've been like a cancer, right? So they are taking hair. Uh, this is not uh, the first time that, uh, you know, uh, a PF minister has uh, issued such a tribal sentiment against, uh, you know, our brothers and sisters from the southern province. You talked about Shimbakambudi. That happened, right? So don't you think... Shimbakambudi, uh, Right. Uh, don't you think, regardless, I'm, I'm not even looking at those things, right? Um, uh, don't you think uh, Nkandulua would have learned a lesson from, you know, the record that is huge against them. So that's why I concur with Alan, right? The, the issue here is we've been tweaking our constitution since time immemorial. Why don't we put in our constitution and criminalize it, tribalistic language? Do that, mm-hmm. because that's the only way, Right. That's the only way you can stop people from doing that because they know the repercussions. If you stand on okay. a political that, platform... That's one second. Uh, one second, uh, uh, Kelvin. Let me uh, w- welcome uh, Serena and then she will uh, hang on here uh, for us as, uh, as we wait to transition. Uh, Serena, good evening. Hello, I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you uh, loud and clear. Uh, in next two minutes, we are going to be transitioning. So just uh, hang on, uh, don't uh, don't drop. But we can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go, so, go ahead, Kelvin. Go ahead. Right. So 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 add that uh, criminalization to the constitution. It's very similar yes. here in the U.S. Racism. Yes. Yes. Unabated, yes. unabated racism would have created yes. uh, you know massive massive destruction. It's criminal. I'm, I'm yes. suing you. I'm taking you to court. That's what we yes. need to do. We cannot start appealing to the conscience of individuals who are promoting their personal interests to stop mm-hmm. being tribal. We are making a mistake. That's not the direction to take. Let's yes. criminalize tribalism, tribalistic yes. talk, hate speeches. Let's criminalize those things. Thank you, Raj. Uh, Kelvin, I'm 100% with you, and I even wrote it down. It should be coded down as criminal. Uh, again, when yes. you look at the resolutions they've made in, uh, in Rwanda, one of the things they've done in their constitution is you cannot identify people by their tribe in Rwanda anymore. You cannot be identified as a Kaonde or Nathan here and his sister Serena in, in Malawi as a Tumbuka. You cannot do that in uh, uh, in in, uh, in Rwanda anymore. So this yeah, is where we should do, probably begin to go. When I become president of Zambia, uh, Kelvin, what I plan to do is, if your, your Facebook should only say your first uh, letter, your like, so that we know when you are commenting, you are commenting as a Zambian, not as a Tonga or as a Banda or as a this and this. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. The only problem yep. is we don't, we don't know when you you're going to become that president. Just a just a comment on criminalizing. You know, like Smart posted the I don't know a penal code. I can't remember what it is called in the Zambian laws. So I believe in action is that it's against the law. Smart posted it on Facebook. I, I want I I wish I saved that thing. 
Frank, yeah. what you're saying is true. You know, uh, I said I was not going to make a comment because I'm going to go to my radio show at 10 o'clock or so. But I just wanted to say this. I think it is in our penal code. That's why Simbakambu was taken to court when he was attacking that Indian, is it Chinese or whatever, about the, and he was taken for racism because it is in our penal code that you cannot discriminate or say something derogatory to somebody because of their tribe, their race, their whatever creed. That it's in our penal code, actually. Okay. Well, put your calendar. We'll transition here. Uh, just 30 seconds. Uh, simple short song. Uh, 30 seconds. When we come back, we are going to be in Malawi to hear uh, how our friends are dealing with uh, issues there. Uh, it is under People's Revolt in Malawi, I call it. People's Revolt. So we have got a, a good friend of ours uh, who is in Blantyre this evening. Uh, so we'll take a 30 seconds. Uh, break here, short song, 30 seconds. When we come back, we are going to be in Blantyre, Malawi.
uh, probably the case didn't fall according to what other sections didn't expect. But it was quiet and nothing has happened so far. Um, what is happening right now is uh, the Malawi Electoral Commission, which was the second respondent in the case, and the CPP, mm-hmm. which is President Chalga's President party, have now appealed against the judgment. And the hearing for that appeal will be on the 11th of February. The surprising thing about that, uh, Serena, is that uh, um, the president hasn't uh, stopped the the process for the next election. That one is still going on. Uh, Is is that uh, the the, the case? Yes, it is. Um, And in his national address, I think two days after the judgment, the president did indicate that uh, their appealing against the case was not basically to stop uh, the fresh elections. What they want exactly. to just say, um, according to him, is he, he believes that the judgment was an inauguration of the death of Democrats, according to him. So he wanted some fundamental issues, what he called fundamental issues in the judgment that he didn't agree with. But with the fresh elections, he's very okay with that. He actually said his party is ready and they're going to campaign and they're going to win like they won on 21 May 2019. So he's not stopping mm-hmm. the fresh election. He's just, he's just got some reservations with some fundamental issues in the judgment which he wants to be cleared. Uh, yeah. The election, Serena, happened, uh, the election and the, uh, the announcement which has happened, it's been almost five, uh, nine, nine months. And we've seen, uh, I think on Twitter, how the Malawan people went in the street after it was announced that Mutarika was uh, still uh, the, the president. Talk to us, first and foremost, uh, the government of uh, Mr. Mutarika. W- what made the people of Malawi to, uh, to be this vigilant, to stand against this, this man? W- what was the, really the, the problem? There is a general feeling that um, in the last five years that Mutarika has been the leader of this country, there's been rampant corruption, there's Mm -hmm. been rampant nepotism, and there's uh, basically the governor's issues have gone haywire, and people believe Mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, it's, it's mostly the people from where he comes, his tribe that have benefited in the past five years in terms of positions in government, even government contracts, business contracts, awarding contracts, with mostly people who have companies and they come from his tribe. That's the general feeling. In terms of corruption, it's been rampant ever since. And it seems he is a leader that is so removed from his people, more or less like he doesn't care. He's very slow to act on issues, even in major sense, whether it's a disaster, he takes his time to come and react and talk to the people. And people generally feel they are tired. He's not the kind of person that should still be in that position. And uh, there's, there's been quite a lot of happenings. His political party supporters have been very violent in terms of teasing the, uh, people from opposition. So openly speaking up people, um, there was a case uh, a few months ago last year where one of the prominent supporters of Party, uh, beat up a person uh, in the streets because he was he was wearing a Malawi uh, Congress Party T-shirt, and he was telling them, "You're not supposed to be wearing this. We are DPP, whatever." So that sort of um, those actions are what have 
made people say, no, we've had enough of this. There's so much corruption. Uh, things are just not moving. There's so many Kelvin, if you hear what Serena is, uh, she is, she's talking about, it's like she, she's talking about uh, Zambia or Mr. Longo here. Am I wrong, Kelvin? Yeah, I, I'm okay. listening. I, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, I want to get the full scope. I don't want yeah, to yeah, confuse Let's get the full scope. It's like what is happening in our country. You you heard us talk I, about tribalism uh, when we just uh, you came on the air. This is uh, probably what is uh, happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm not judgmental, but Selena is doing a great job by educating us what is going on. Yes, 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 yes. I I I like I like that. Selena, what really surprised me was the coalition which was made between the 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 general public, uh, the, the 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 general public. The, the military coming to help the, 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 the people uh, to continue uh, 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 de- demonstrating. T- talk about that. I was very surprised because most militaries in, uh, in, in Africa or across the world, they hear from the government of the day. How did this come about that the military were supporting the people? So here's the thing. The genocide in back home here is the police are a sellout for the yes. government of the day. That's what the perception is, because uh, these demonstrations were constitutionally sanctioned, I would say. I would call them because it's the people's right to go and demonstrate. They express themselves freely. We have that right in our constitution. And when they, I must say, there's the Human Rights Defenders Coalition, which has laid these demonstrations, sustained the demonstrations in the past nine months. Uh, they'll go and seek the mission to the city fathers' uh, city assembly for their demonstrations. And then the city fathers, because people think they also fell out, which is somehow true, they'll stop them. And they'll take the case to the court to look at it. And all the times that the Human Rights Defenders Coalition has taken the issue of demonstrations to the court, the courts have been on the side of the people saying this is the people's right. You may not agree with what they're demonstrating against, but you can't stop them. Um, you have to hear people. And then the police will just go, go take at people, speaking at people, and that's what riveted people so much. But when the, uh, the military came in, uh, you would find that people are really happy when the, the army is there, you know, guiding them and telling them basically not to go this side, not to go that side. And they would just obey and there will be peaceful demonstrations. But every time the police are the ones in control, um, of security detail and crowd control. Things will just go haywire. You find see that people going breaking uh, shops because they don't agree with the police and the police will, I would say, most of the time overzealous in terms of controlling the crowd. So that aspect mm. of failure to control the crowd um, resulting in mostly they would use violence from the police side. The people just didn't want them. So they would basically call for the military and say, we are going to demonstrate. I think the army should be the ones um, leading the, the demonstrations and controlling in terms of controlling the Yeah. From, from my understanding, still thinking about the military, uh, uh, Serena, from my under, understanding, the president appoints the head of the military. How, how is it that he didn't yield his power to fire the military or control the military? How, how is it that the president failed to compel the military to be on his side? I think, like I said earlier on, the general feeling is that um, I think 
our 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 friend has uh, dropped. She's going uh, to uh, to call. She, she's going to call back. Um, yeah. So we're getting some education, uh, Kelvin. There, uh, what is happening in, in in Malawi? The surprising thing is uh, how uh, our friends, uh, Kelvin. They, it seems like uh, their uh, institutions are a little bit stronger than ours. Yeah, uh, I mean, when you look at the history of Malawi, it's uh, it's been through its own uh, issues, uh, not too you know, not too distant from what we we went through as well as a people. Yeah, you see, and and it's good that uh, people are becoming more enlightened about uh, political dispensation and what their leaders are doing, what they are not doing. Uh, people are becoming more enlightened, and they can voice out. You see. And that is the, the, the missing link in, in most African mm-hmm. politics, right? Yeah. The, the, the yeah. ability of these governments to stifle the, the freedom of speech of their, their mm-hmm. people. And that's the reason why we, we lag behind in so many spheres, right? Because if yeah. the freedom of speech is going to be infringed upon, uh, where, what platform do you have to, to criticize or to, to, to share your yeah. knowledge with uh, those yeah. that are in power? So I, and these are things we should be fighting for. Yeah, Kevin, you, you, you'll be coming back. Serena, is, uh, she's, uh, she's back. We did a marvelous job uh, where Serena has just to call into the radio. It's, it's just wonderful. Serena, I, I don't know if you remember where you were when you, you got dropped. I was talking about the military and the, how maybe the president needs to manage to control the military. I think there is a lot of discipline in the military. It's not... Um, I think it's not easy to, to for the military to just take instructions from from teachers. It's unlike the police. Um, that's what I've observed. Uh, it's yeah. easier, you know. I'm, I'm I'm quite sure it's the same thing in Zambia where you find probably a traffic police officer on the road and you are caught on the wrong side of the the road and you just push out some man and give him an officer. You wouldn't do that to a military guy. Uh, you wouldn't do that. So. I think that's one, one, one thing that probably even the politicians, they know for sure, that you can't just go to the commander and say, okay, I want you to be on my side and do things. They will always be on the right. So the military was basically even, they addressed the public to say, we are on the side of the human rights, which is basically saying we are on the side of the people. Let the people express themselves. Let the people express their rights and don't infringe on people's rights. Yes. Yeah. And, and Serena, again, I'm seeing again the strength of the judiciary, where you see the judiciary have been uh, uh, advocates of human rights, advocates of the people. Uh, that is opposite to probably what is uh, uh, happening in Zambia. Whoever is on the call this morning, you want to jump in, you want to, you, you know, ask Serena a question, uh, go ahead. I've got tons and tons uh, here as we... Uh, here, we, we want to see, Serena, the purpose of our discussion is what can we borrow from you guys, what, what you did in, uh, in Malawi to stand up to um, uh, the, incumbent, the incumbent president. That is why we want to hear what you guys have, have done. So, yeah. you have a question. Uh, on, yes. on, she has dropped, okay. so I may have to, uh, to call her. Uh, because the, the line keeps dropping. Um, 
so I may have to uh, to, to, to call her. Uh, just give me one second. I'll play a short song, and when we come back, I, I think I'll be with uh, Serena here. Uh, this is my lovely song of the the day, Bobby East and your map, your maps. Uh, Serena, mm-hmm. my question is that you stated that this case went on for nine months. Uh, h- help us understand what. So, when the case was going on for nine months, the president uh, still went on with his official duties. Is that right? Yes. Uh, what does the Malawan yes. Constitution say? What does the Malawan Constitution say? when the election is contested what was that was that legal what he did or it was illegal that's a question i'm trying to understand okay so we voted on 21st may 2019 um the election results were announced around around 27 28th of may and he was sworn in uh just a day after the announcement of the results so after the swearing-in ceremony, he became the president. It was legal because by then uh, the petitioners, that is the Saul of Jinima and the Lazarus Chikwera of Malawi Congress Party, they had just filed their um, case with the court. And then the court would set the date for when to hear their case and proceed with the court hearing. So within that space of time, from the, first, uh, from the time the results were announced, to, I would say, to 2nd, 2nd February 2020, there was nothing illegal that the president did. He was within um, the legal binding uh, uh, of the Constitution. So because he was still being, the case was still being held, and, the, you know, the, the presumption of someone is not guilty until proven. So, so in this case, we we'll say the president was still... Um, within his mandate as a president, they actually announced where they were, whether they were being contested. That's another issue that the court wanted okay. to come up with or verify. So now on 3rd February, that's when the court says no, there is that, I mean, the elections were not conducted according to the laws. And then the president, they nullified the, the elections 
So from 3rd May, and then the Constitution also still gives the President, the incumbent, uh, the powers, because what has, ha what has happened right now is that we've gone back to 2014, because that's the last time we had general elections. So we are in a situation where we still we haven't had any elections at all. That's the assumption. So that's why the president is still the president, even as I'm speaking. But what has changed now is that the vice president that the president went to the polls with is no longer the vice president because the status quo has gone back to uh, the previously previous years where we didn't have had held uh, uh, the general election. So the vice president becomes the who, uh, you know, left the GCP to form his own party. So he was still within the legal mandate of the Constitution. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, well, well put. Again, uh, those who are listening to us, are listening to Zambia Block Talk Radio, uh, we are speaking to our friend uh, in uh, Blantyre, um, uh, Malawi. A, Tell me before we, we, we continue with our, our, our question here. Um, what is the relationship between Blantyre and Lilongwe, Serena? Blantyre is in the southern region of Malawi. Okay. It's our commercial city. Okay. It's our commercial city. And Lilongwe is the seat of government, the capital city. It's in the central region of the country. And uh, the chairs mostly come from the central region. And I would say Lilongwe is the most like their base. And Blantyre is a mix because we have people like me who come from the north, but I work in Blantyre. Uh -huh. But the, the, southern, the southern part of Malawi is predominantly, uh, it's a mix of Lomwe, which is the, the present tribe. You have Yawas, um, you have Senas, you have Manganja. Uh, there's a lot, of tri a lot of tribes in the southern um, region. Uh, in, terms, in terms of governance, we, are, we have three regions, that's the north, the central, and the southern. But for political governance, uh, some presidents decided we needed four regions, uh, the eastern region. But they're almost the same block. You say more or less like the same in terms of um, if they still the candidate from the southern part of Malawi, you are assured that people from the eastern region they are going to vote for that candidate. So in terms of even population, you find that the southern part of Malawi has higher population as compared to the central, and the north is basically the, 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 the smallest in terms of number of districts and the number of people. Mm. Is, uh, is the southern part the one which borders with Zambia? The north. Oh. The north, uh -huh. the north borders, borders Zambia, that is... Uh, from Chitipa side and even part of Mzimba. And then you have Lilongwe, the central region, you go to Mchinji, that's where you get uh, closer to Chipata. From the Mzimba part, like where I come from, my village in Mzimba, we are so close to Lundazi. Oh, so you are, you are cousin with the, this yeah. guy in Atan here? I, I will go to this. Yes. Okay, it's, 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 it's uh, interesting. Uh, uh, interesting there. You 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 have uh, talked about um, the uh, the police. We we discussed uh, that the police. Um, we are having issues in in Zambia as well when it comes to uh, the police. 
Uh, talk, talk to us about the police and the, 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 polit the political space. Uh, how much do they interfere? How would you grade their, their inter interference as far as the people being free to speak in public or people uh, to meet? Uh, how, is, how is that uh, as far as the police are concerned? Okay, so one thing that we need, that more or less like a background to the police service in Malawi, they are poorly paid uh, people. <coughs> the housing welfare is very bad, mostly I would say. And the, that is one thing that the public is saying. Probably that's why it's much easier for someone to manipulate the police service. <coughs> They are basically standing on a shaking ground. So if someone says, you know, how much is your salary? So I'll say, like, if Malawi Pachale says it's 20,000 or 50,000 a Pacha, I don't know how much is that in Zambia. Um, and then the politician comes with the 200,000. The possibility of that police officer accepting that money from the politician to do dirty work for them is higher than someone who is already well paid, who is already well taken care of in terms of their welfare. So the police service in Malawi has had a history of interfering in politics and, and trying to suppress mostly the, the police that is used as, as an agent of suppressing people's rights. Um, they will just get the commands from up there, the president, and then it trickles down. And then you have the issue of um, probably the inspector general who is appointed by the president, of course, are subject to parliament the approval still have find that uh, the politician, the president, will choose someone they think or they feel is one of them mm. in court, one of, one of them, right? So it's, it's easier for the inspector general to issue instructions to their juniors to do what they, president, want to do. Um, mm. I said earlier on that there's, there's a perception that there's so much discipline in the military as compared to the police, which is something we've witnessed that there's more or less like indiscipline in the police as compared to the military, even the junior, the most junior, I mean, lowly ranking uh, military official, you can't compare to the highest ranking police officer in terms of discipline. They are different. According to uh, social media, Serena was reporting that uh, the government, the current government, tried to bribe, give 20, 20 million dollars to the to the judges, and the judges stood their, their ground. Uh, was there any truth to that? Uh, uh, I don't know. Social media chat. Yes, actually, we already have a case before us, the bribery case. So, mm. from the anti-corruption bureau. The, the issue of attempts attempt to bribe the five judges that were hearing the case happened in November. And in November should have been uh, two months into hearing the case. And by then, you could actually see, if you were following the case, you could actually see that, okay, the opposition had solid ground on which their case was, was standing on as compared with the, the party in government, that is Mutarika, <coughs> as compared to Salus and Chapela, when you compare the, the witnesses that were there. So the, the perception is that probably the, uh, the government that we caught out the Mutalika was the one who petitioned the, the, was the, the first respondent. They knew from the way to go that probably we are standing on shaky ground. Something has to be done if something has to go our way. 
So the bribery attempt happened in November, and the Corruption Bureau has been investigating. So right now, we have a case of a banker, one of the most prominent uh, bankers in Malawi. He has a bank in Malawi, and I would say, on the bank. Um, this, this man is said, is alleged to have been the one who called one of the judges who was hearing the case that they wanted to give him the money. Um, he's been arrested. As I'm speaking, there's a case before. He's just out on bail, and the, the case should be coming again in, 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 in a few weeks' time. But it, it's true. We have seen it. The, the, the judges themselves reported the case to the chief justice. The chief justice then followed up the issue with uh, lodged a complaint with the anti-corruption bureau, and the anti-corruption bureau did the investigation, and someone has been arrested as a speaking. Generally speaking, Serena, generally speaking, uh, the judiciary, how, how do you uh, 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 characterize them as far as the corruption is concerned? Away from probably this, this, this case, uh, how do you characterize the judiciary in, in Malawi? Okay, so we can't avoid some bad apples in mm -hmm. the world. There are good ones and the bad ones. And there's been a feeling like in the past that probably the judiciary hasn't been helpful in terms of um, case handling. And corruption has also been part of the issues that the, the judicial has been um, uh, called to say there are some within the judicial who are very corrupt. I don't have the evidence. I wouldn't say I, uh, it's true or it's not true, but there have been those assertions. And we've so far seen some of the people in the judiciary being called out for their misconduct. Um, but the case so far, <coughs> to the date of the announcement of the judgment, has renewed people's spirits and hope that they probably have a judiciary with some semblance of independence and this is some semblance of um, discipline in terms of how they handle cases. But you also, um, I would take you back to the issue of the bribery, yeah, that mm -hmm. we're talking about. So when, when this banker was arrested, he was arrested on a Friday morning. They, he went to the Anti-Corruption Bureau for statements, to take his statement, and then he was later handed over to the police for police to be in the police custody. That same night, Midnight, around 12 midnight, this banker was released from police custody while that corruption bureau was not aware. And what happened in between was that there was one, the banker hired the lawyer to come and get a bill from Zomba Magistrate Court. And the Zomba Magistrate Court uh, managed to give the bill to this banker even before he was heard before the court. The following morning, he was supposed to go for, for, for court hearing. It was so illegal what happened. Everyone was shocked. Um, as I'm speaking, the magistrate court, uh, the magistrate who issued that bill in Zomba, he's been called for disciplinary hearing under the Judicial Commission to explain why he did that and how he did that. And even the lawyer for the banker is also been called for the disciplinary hearing. So they'll be different. Um, I'm seeing probably the lawyer having his license for interest. And I'm seeing probably the magistrate being interdicted. Um, so far, that's, that's where I can say, with this in mind, there's a renewed hope that probably mm. our judiciary is doing the right thing. We, like I said, we cannot rule out some bad apples here. Yeah. But 
the general feeling now is that, okay, the judiciary is on the side of the people. Unlike in the past where we could see the judiciary, you know, swinging in between uh, the people and the government, we really didn't quite get where they stand. But in this case, we could say uh, without contradictions that they are on the side of the people. Okay, before I allow Kelvin to, to, to come in, uh, still on the, on the bribery uh, the bribery thing, um, how much do you think the pressure from the public was just too much on this case and the judges could not rule otherwise? There was so much pressure. Like I said, from the day that the last we announced, I must give um, a very big approach to the active citizenship that has been seen so far. <coughs> Malawians are known to be very reserved people. But like Zambia, yeah. Yeah, they rarely go on the streets. If there's something that they don't agree with, you know, we just be complaining in our homes and we'll do nothing. But people were on the streets, you know, for a sustained time. <coughs> the time the Human Rights Defenders Coalition fought for the democracy, they would come out in large numbers. It was nationwide. And uh, there was a feeling within the government that uh, these people get tired. Let's not even speak to them. Let's not even uh, talk to the people to say to speak to the people, whatever, because they'll get tired, though. So because they've seen these people, mm -hmm. where Malawians would start demonstrating, and then they just get tired and leave it, and they're not even continue. But this time was different. It was also the same thing with the court case before. Um, because in the past years, the opposition has been always, always complaining that the, the elections were rigged, the, the rightful winner was not announced, it was someone else who was announced, mm -hmm. but the cases would just die along the way, and then it would be back to normal business, like nothing happened. But this time, they too said enough is enough. They made sure that they had put everything in order, the evidence, even the, when they were going to the witnesses, you could see that they were prepared for this. And uh, there was some sort of laser fare from the government side and the Malawi Electoral Commission because they thought, this we've seen this before. We don't think it's going to go anywhere. And probably not less than a month, people get tired of it. Mm. It's sustained, um, sustained demonstrations asking for the Malawi Electoral Commission chairperson Justice answer to resign. And as I'm speaking right now, after the court announcement, the Human Rights Defenders Coalition has given Jane Answer a um, few weeks to resign or else back to the demonstration supporters to step down now that the court agrees with them to say, we said this woman is incompetent, she has to resign. And the court agrees to say how the elections were handled was very incompetent and the, almost all the Malawi electoral commission, commissioners, um, the court has given a recommendation for parliament to look into their uh, appointments and the public appointment committee of parliament to, you know, do the assessment. And the feeling is that the whole make commissioners, they have to go. Kelvin, do you see, Kelvin, why I am hopeful even for, for Zambia? Uh, Serena here, she's uh, uh, describing the perfect conditions uh, which are in Zambia. We are labored people, our politicians, they take us for granted, these people, you know, but one day the sleeping giant, uh, Kelvin, will wake up. What do you think? 
absolutely, Roger. And uh, Selena, thank you for an eloquent illustration of what is going on in Malawi. Uh, but here's the thing. What politicians forget is uh, people power. There's strength in numbers. We saw that happen in uh, 1989-1991 until Kaunda was removed from power. But uh, the, the question I want to ask Selena is, and, and this is a major problem in most African countries, the separation of uh, powers. How independent is the Malawi Electoral Commission? How independent is uh, the judiciary in Malawi? Thanks. So in terms, of, in terms of separation of powers, the Constitution provides for that. The judiciary has to be independent of the legislature. The legislature has to be independent of the judiciary and the executive and so forth. But they are supposed to offer checks and balances within uh, these uh, uh, entities institutions of state. Um, in the past, and the, that's something that also the court has, has recommended Parliament to do, is to look into the appointment of the Electoral Commission chairperson. Usually, he or she is appointed by the president. And you know what that means. The president who is incumbent is the one who appoints the Malawi Electoral Commission chairperson. And this has been a debate that has been ongoing to say there's a need for that to stop, to find an independent appointing body so that um, Malawi Electoral Commission uh, regains its full independence. Because if we're saying it's supposed to be independent, and then we have the executive interfering in the uh, recruitment of the chairperson, probably that's not full independence because this person might have some leaning towards the incumbent or the party in government, and mostly he would be answering to the president. So in that situation, I would say the Malawi Electoral Commission hasn't been fully, fully independent. There's been so much interference within, and uh, that interference is not just by mayor of appointment. There are also some issues the um, government would, would uh, not give enough money for the Electoral Commission to run it's business. That's also uh, uh, in the That's how I look at it, because they don't want them to work fully to, to achieve their mandate. So, yeah, there, is the, there isn't much independence in terms of the appointment of the Malawi Electoral Commission chairperson. And that's been a debate for long. And then the court case has recommended Parliament to look into that so that the Electoral Commission chairperson has to be appointed by an independent body, probably the Parliament and the, the Public Affairs Committee, of, uh, Appointment Committee of the Parliament to have to look at it. So Parliament is actually meeting within 21 days, and as I'm speaking, they have already started working on those court orders that have been given. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Noah, Noah, in Indiana... Uh, okay, somebody uh, wants to say something. Is it? Uh, yes, I just, I just, yes, I, I just yeah. wanted to follow up uh, with uh, Selena. What is the composition of parliament in Malawi? Uh, is the majority MPs from the president's party? As, 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 yes, it is. And then the opposition in mostly Malawi Congress party um, comes the second. So you have more MPs from the government that of the party in this government. And how, how, how independent are they, the, the parliament? Parliament is a bit independent, but with the numbers, because this is a game of numbers. Yeah. 
level, whoever, whoever has more numbers in parliament when bills come up, they are bound to be shut down or they are bound to be voted according to the numbers. Mm -hmm. So if there are bills, like, for instance, I'll give you, there was a bill that was shut down, uh, the electoral reforms bill, and then we have more numbers from the parties in government. And then a few people from opposition who didn't feel comfortable with this because it was recommending the 50 plus one voting system, um, they shut down. But um, I'll say, I'll give you an example of the Speaker of the House that we have now, Catherine Gotonihara. She was voted by uh, even, I think, MPs from the government side. Mm -hmm. Mostly some votes done like a secret ballot. And the, when they do that sort of, of voting, the possibility of even some MPs from government side voting or with the opposition, you know, is, is quite high. But in terms of independence, yes. But I would also want, I would be quick to say that um, I think Parliament's full independence hasn't been achieved because um, the, uh, uh, the opposition hasn't been very strong in standing up against some of the critical issues that come before them. The electoral reforms bill that I'm talking about is one thing that everybody felt like the opposition let this country down. Because mm. They voted alongside the government because everybody thought uh, the first to pass the post this sort of voting system works better for them if they have uh, um, uh, more numbers, even if they beat the other candidate with one vote, then they are the president. So you find that Mutarika got about 30-something percent of votes, which is not a majority, and nobody, uh, the three top parties, no one got the majority of the votes. Mm. But they thought, okay, I can win on my own, I don't need this 50 plus one. Yeah. So they shut it down. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Noah in Indiana, say hello to Serena. Oh, it was Serena Mulibwanji. Yeah, no, you know, Malawi, <laughs> I always consider Malawi as an extension of Eastern Province. So I have part of my family. I've, I've always said on this radio, Nathan, that in Kito, where I lived, people came from Malawi. I thought it, it was a, another town in Zambia. That's what I thought when I was growing up. It's just yeah. not. <laughs> Yeah, it actually makes me feel good because usually it's it's rare on this show that you can talk to somebody in Nyanja because it's always Bemba. So I think uh, it makes me feel very empowered today. So I just had a quick question on Joyce Banda. Can you comment a little bit on where on her whereabouts? And also the second question is, on Prophet Bushiri, how is he perceived in Malawi in terms <laughs> of question. what he says? So just, just, just a comment from your perspective. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so Joyce Banda was away for quite some time after the 2014 election. Ball. She was in the U.S. and she was usually moving in between the U.S. and the South Africa. She would not step in Malawi. But when the, the campaign period for, 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 for 2019 elections started, she came, she was home, she was campaigning, and she went into alliances with the other opposition parties. So she started an alliance with the UTM of Paulo Sijirima. It didn't last a week. She moved to, to say, 
I'll, I'll stand on my own. Then she presented her presidential nomination papers. And a week later, she changed her mind again. She joined the MCP supporting it. So as I'm speaking, Joyce Banda is in, is in the country. She is with MCP in alliance with Malawi Congress Party, as we speak right now. Plus, the general feeling is her party is almost the history. And most of the members that belong to her party have joined the either DPP, they've joined the MCP or UTM. Um, you know, there was a point that she didn't even win um, uh, uh, as an MP in her own home. Oh, wow. Her son stood in that home for that she didn't win. That was 2014, and even this time around. So um, I would say she's a bit of um, not really there, but she's physically there. I'll say so. Bushidi, Prophet Bushidi, you you want me to be touching the anointed ones. I hope. <laughs> Please forgive me, God, for that. Uh, Prophet Bushidi uh, has had uh, quite a number of run-ins with the government because they thought he's got some political ambitions and probably presidential ambitions. Before, so there was hunger, and they would come to say, "I'm going to donate maize," and government would just say, "Like, stop, stop, stop! What are your intentions for donating maize?" And they would always, you know, fight. So he's been commenting on issues in Malawi, but the mostly obvious, the obvious things that Malawians are already speaking about. But from the look of things, he's a man with ambitions. Uh, like every other man has got ambitions. He too has ambitions. A man of God probably has more ambitions than just being a man of God. That I can't rule out from his statements, from his voice. You can tell he is a man who has more ambitions than just being on the public. That's that's how I would how 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 describe him. But how how is he perceived uh, in the in in the country? They are, he's got quite a following. Mm-hmm. He has got, he's got quite a following, and he has people that are ready to die for him. That I can assure you. And there are others that just say, no, 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 no. This man yeah. is a con man. Some call him that. <laughs> um, some, yeah. So I think the general perception back home is this. It's mixed feeling. Yeah. He's really yeah. a man of God. Or is he a businessman masquerading as a man of God? There are all those feelings. And there are those that just like say, he is a man of God. Totally, absolutely. You can't argue with those. You don't even dare speak in a, in a bad thing about him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A few minutes to go uh, on, on our block, uh, broadcast. Go to Pennsylvania, Bayama. Say hello to Serena. Thank you, Varoja. Serena, thank you very much for joining us, and it's always a joy to have someone from uh, uh, part of Africa uh, informing us and uh, to see that uh, 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 what's going on in uh, uh, Malawi. And uh, just me, I'm, I'm going to run away from politics. I just want to ask, how is Lake Malawi, and uh, how is it affected by the uh, uh, environment? And uh, I, I love you, Malawi, and uh, I enjoy your music, and I enjoy your people, and I wish you were part of uh, Zambia. 
maybe someday. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Uh, we really we really appreciate for you to be with us uh, this morning. Thank you very much. Come back again. So Lake Malawi is so far so good, but not as good as it used to be. Um, the water levels are going down. There's so much environmental degradation. Um, the main rivers that uh, feed into Malawi, Lake Malawi, uh, people have cut down trees. They are burning charcoal, you know, as source of mm. energy because Malawi is not fully covered in terms of energy, reaching even the rural so. We find people in the rural, even in town, and I myself, as I'm speaking to you, I have a bag of charcoal in my home because electricity mm-hmm. is not reliable. So, like, we had the power blackout from 10 a.m. Uh, power has just come back around 5. So you can imagine from 10 a.m. I had not yet, you know, it's weekend, I woke up late, I have not even prepared breakfast. What would happen with all those hours? We resort to charcoal. So that has been a very big issue in terms of managing our lake, uh, but um, we are hoping that we see more civic education that is going around in terms of environmental management and reforestation, people will take that knowledge and uh, plant trees. Now we are also even in the tree planting season, so they are doing good. Um, the Chambo, Chambo is still tested as it used to be. The water is still fresh. You can drink from the lake and you you don't even have to worry that you get So, yeah, Alex Malawi mm-hmm. is a of a boat. Was there another question? Mm. Yes. Okay, okay. That, that, that is uh, that, that is good. We have uh, uh, ten minutes to go. Uh, someone who wants to jump in has always have tons of questions. Selena, talk to us about the strength of the opposition uh, parties in, um, uh, in 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 Malawi. How strong are they? We have um, a number. We have about 50 registered parties. Okay. In Zambia, we have 100. So don't feel bad. Same population. (laughs) We have the same population. Go ahead. (laughs) We have these other parties that that are just their parties on paper. Mm -hmm. They don't appear in any any sort of election. Some local government elections, they don't participate. Uh, Parliamentary elections, they don't participate. Presidential elections, they don't participate. But we have, I would say, five of them that are mostly active. But in terms of strength, um, Malawi Congress Party, that is Kamzubanda's party, has proven to be the only strong opposition party. It's been out of power for close to 30 now, we're going almost 35 years, but it's still intact. Mm-hmm. But most opposition parties that have come after the party democracy, they are parties of convenience. They just get organized together for elections, and if they lose, they disband. They either join other parties or they just don't do anything. They are not even participating in, in any election. So Malawi Congress Party is, if I were to give the sober analysis of opposition parties, it's the only true party. Because I can challenge you, even this Democratic Progressive Party, Freedom Targets Party, if they lose, there's a chance that this could be the end of this political party because they are not really driven by any ideology apart from the ideology of feeding their families and their pockets. And who is my tribesman that I can join? So you have the northern part uh, because of small population 
they've never had a chance to have a presidential, uh, a president come from the northern region. So the north, I would say that the ones that bring in the swing vote for Malawi. Okay. They, if they decide, they'll join MCP. MCP is bound to get more votes. UTM. Now we've got the UTM, but um, we, I'm seeing some, some strength. But the other weakness with the opposition parties is, I think it's the greedy that uh, the feeling that I can go into elections on my own and mm -hmm. win. So the winner takes it all, takes all. Uh, nothing for Malawi, no interest for Malawians. Because if, if we, ha we are to have a strong opposition, that's my feeling. These smaller opposition parties needed to come together, not just for elections, but even beyond elections. Mm. And their alliance will come a two, two months or three months before elections. Has to be an alliance that is sustained for some time. But so far, they are they are trying, but they are not really strong enough. That's why we haven't seen much increases in the bill that I mean, some of them that are voted. And, you know, if we had a strong opposition, this would be the first. Nathan, how do we make these uh, political parties? It's the same problem in Zambia, Nathan. How do we make these political parties? How do we make them come and sit together? It is for the good of the country. You guys come together. How do we do, how do, we do this, Nathan? I think the, the issue should be um, African people, we need to learn the concept of patriotism like the Western countries, especially America. It, it needs to be more about country than about self, self, you know, like Serena is saying, they are just in need for themselves, personal financial, economic recovery. Most of, most of our perception of getting into public service or political offices like that, it will be my, my opportunity to recover uh, what I've spent campaigning and to to create wealth for myself and stuff like that. So we need to get to that point where you are in it for the service of the people, you see. Maybe that concept yeah. to some extent, although it doesn't eliminate it completely, you see, where you, have a, a yeah, where you have a situation where you need to have a certain amount, we have those things where they say declare your assets before you get into office which really don't mean anything, if those things were taken seriously, they could make an impact and be like a deterrent from people trying to get in need for self. That, that's what I would say, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have five minutes, uh, five minutes, Serena, here. How do you see the chances, talking about the opposition, how do you see them? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like the way you are calling the, the last election that TPEX, Tipex election, election. How, how do you see the opposition taking taking power, or the the ruling government is still uh, strong enough to to win? The opposition parties, um, right now, I don't see them taking power if they go it alone. For instance, if Malawi Congress Party decides to go alone, <coughs> it's not going to happen. Same with the UTM. The same with the patent government do not have a majority. Mm. The only way that I see the opposition seizing this country, having a goal at power right now, the, we have less than 150 days now, starting from 3 February, is if they go into an alliance with the other political 
and we saw a Fichidima last election, he had about one point something votes. To add that to one point something votes that Chapera had started, already have, we are already talking about the landslide. <coughs> but um, they keep on their egos and they don't want to talk to each other within the opposition divide. I don't see them getting power. Um, the chances are as slim as it is. Yeah. Because now what will happen with the fresh elections, we are going to use that one that has been ordered by So I don't see any any of the top five political parties getting a who will have a runoff. Mm-hmm. And in that runoff, probably that's when maybe the opposition will have a chance. But if it's a means I don't see any party getting it better away. Okay, w- 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 wonderful. So, yeah, you've been uh, a great, 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 great help. Um, uh, before you go, Kelvin, uh, Serena kept uh, mentioning the human rights defenders. I'm also thinking, Nathan, uh, in our area in, in Zambia, you have the Rora Mitis of this world with their Onka group. This group with their Onka group, it makes a lot of people, even ourselves here in diaspora, you know, Zambia Block Talk Radio, and this is why, guys, is a let's work very, very hard to bring this coalition together. I don't know if it's just a black thing. We all want to be leaders. I am not sure, Kelvin. Uh, last week, Kelvin, then we'll let Serena go and have some dinner. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, no, I think uh, on behalf of ZBT, I just want to thank Serena again um, for <clears throat> highlighting the issues going on in Malawi. Uh, I'm encouraged by the uh, consciousness of the Malawian people to, to you know, uh, make sure that, hey, their rights are not being infringed upon. Uh, they want to see good governance. They want to see progress and development. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, like identified, I, I, you know, um, I hope it's possible that these uh, opposition leaders can find a common goal, a common mm-hmm. philosophy, which will bring them together and, you know, fight a tyrant government, uh, a government that is not uh, doing anything for the people and oust them. And if they ever get an opportunity to, to, to take the reins of power, they must go back to the people and do things for the people. We are sick and tired of voting uh, uh, people into office. As soon as they get there, it's all about their bellies and that, that of their relatives. I really hope uh, this, this is the beginning of the transformation of a great country in Malawi. Thanks, Alina, and you have a good evening. Good luck with the power situation, though. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Serena. You've been a great, great, great help. Uh, like what you said, we said, expect um, uh, our calls every now and then to fill us in as uh, everything goes on. Thank you, Serena, and you have a good weekend. Thank you so much for You too. You too. You're welcome. Powerful lady there. Uh, that is uh, Serena Kaiser in uh, Blantyre, Nathan. Uh, it's been a good show. But thank you, yeah. uh, everyone. We had a wonderful time. Uh, tribalism, we say no in Zambia and, and stuff like that. We hope uh, Africa is rising. We, we are coming. Have a good weekend, everyone. Uh, God bless you until next week. Goodbye. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This is a Jerry Singer production. Oh, no, 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 no. 
the number one. Amalumevo, we kuwala ngechi temu yiko number one. Nangu ni pawantumami, tosa pontoni na tumawano. Wako ni wako, musunge mushe ni wako. Mulolese mumento ya kwe umwivu kishenepo wa mushemwa. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.